Well, you've tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio, and you're listening to the LJN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment-related. I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and joining me in today's quad is Azure Mahara. Hello. Tim Yuma. Hey, everybody. And back from vacation, well, sort of vacation, <laughs> <laughs> Lynn Molitor. Hello. Uh, So graduation is a hot topic as many high school students are in the thick of finals and will likely need to find a summer gig, and many college seniors are embarking on their job search. So I know, right? Congrats. Congrats. (laughs) Congratulations to the grads. Uh, One of the ways candidates can really make themselves stand out of a crowd, especially online, because we've had many conversations of applying online and how it just seems like where does my resume go and how many people are applying and whatnot, is filling out those pre-screening questionnaires really, really well. So I wanted to get your thoughts and ideas, perspectives on how, what tips we can give our job seekers or people who are currently employed and looking for a job, how do they fill out those pre-screening questionnaires so that they really stick out? Number one thing that comes to my mind, number one rule is do not leave anything blank no matter what (laughs) for any kind of pre-screening, application process, anything. So don't leave like not applicable or see resume. Oh, please don't say see (laughs) resume. (laughs) Because it's this. I always look at it. The questionnaire, um, the questions are there for you to stand out. And it's not for you just to take that real estate and direct them elsewhere. Um, It gives you a chance to, you know, verbally through text uh, provide an answer and, you know, without the resume, which you have to be succinct and, you know. There's a little bit more rules to it. Right. With the applicant questionnaires, the employer, I think what you're saying, Lynn, is taking the time to say, listen, these are important qualities that we're looking for and we really want you to expound upon it. If you say see resume, you're basically mm-hmm. you're basically not answering. Right. Well, and I think it's really like a it's a brief interview. It's a mini interview already. Like they're already sort of getting to the nuts and bolts of who are you and what do you bring to the table and you know on the resume, yes, we always obviously talk about catering to that position and and trying to have your voice come out, but as as you were you two were just alluding to, on the resume, there there's still rules and formatting that you kind of feel like you have to stick to. You can be a little more creative. You can you can sort of have your personality come out, and that's I think a good way to stand out and just to treat it like, all right, it's not a phone interview, but it's sort of like a, as you said, a Lynn, a, a verbal interview via text. I mean, you're just trying to to find that way to say this is me versus you know every other average Joe who has these same skills, but I bring this extra element to it. So that's the way I always looked at it. Is it's an it's part of the interview process. It's already an interview you have with them. Absolutely. When the employer is putting those questions together, you want to make sure that you're answering them in full and taking the opportunity to really show yourself. Like Tim said, it's a you know resume. You're sticking within these parameters. This is an opportunity to really show why you're a value, why you're going to add a value to their organization. Another tip I have that when I see resumes come across my desk is answer the question exactly. Don't try to go on to what it is you're trying to convey. If they ask a specific question, what college did you graduate from? What degree did you earn? And what was your cumulative GPA? (laughs) Give all of that information. Yes. Now, to Tim's point, there might be an issue where, let's say, they require a 3.2 GPA, but 
you know, you took a class and you now have a 3.1 GPA. That's a perfect opportunity to say, listen, when I was a freshman, I took OCHEM, I failed it, I have a 3.1, but please consider me, blah, blah, blah. And that is an opportunity for the person who's reviewing it to say, okay, you know, let me look at it further. And they probably will because you were honest and you answered their question. Because you were honest. Right, because on the resume – it's just going to say what your cumulative was. Yeah, so you then can't it's put like, that. Yeah. yeah. So this gives you opportunities, you said, Jacqueline, to, to sort of just, you know, explain a little bit. I'm really right in that ballpark. I, you know, I was foolish to take this class or I was a freshman. I wasn't, th- you know, whatever. Right. But as you said, just to elaborate a little bit and give yourself a, a fighting chance. But answer the question first, then elaborate. Don't beat around the bush with it. Mm-hmm. What about like grammar and stuff? Any- oh. <sighs> well, obviously, Jacqueline, <laughs> you and I are proofreaders here. Um, to me, that is a big reflection on the individual, you know, how you phrase things, proper grammar, spelling. Oh, spelling is big. And if uh, some of the questions don't allow um, spell check, then you better be extra diligent when you're... Or put it in a Word doc, exactly. spell check it, <laughs> yes. and then pop your answer back in. I mean, yep. I I will be the first to admit that um, I'm, I don't have a strong area and spelling. Um, but, you know, that's what I, that's what I would do. I would do that. And, and that's great. Yeah. Or I would have, um, you know, a family member, a significant other, somebody to proofread it that is better at that. You know, if you know that that's not your strong area, you know, tap into your resources, whether it be Word doc spell check or Google or a family <laughs> or a friend, you know, that you can just have help you out. All right. So we're all in agreement that pre-screening questions they're important. Oh, yeah. They're yes. like the beginning interview. One more thing quick with the grammar. And it's kind of one of those tricky things because, you know, spell check doesn't catch it always. Right. And even reading through it, you may not catch something is your versus your and there, <laughs> there, there yes. and there. Please. <laughs> yes. Just pay. It's just a huge pet peeve of mine. You know, you are is your with the Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Your as in possession is Y-O-R. Just I see those immediately. Those just pop in my head. It just... Please double, triple check those. Ask somebody, am I reading this correctly? Because you tend to skip over your own mistakes. It just happens. But yeah. Yeah. And a tip, too, is to read it out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. And you'll catch a lot of your mistakes. I was sending an email today, and I said, typical, that's typical of us. But then I said, that's typically of us. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. you know. But I read it out loud, and I caught that extra L-Y. Right. right. So that's definitely another tip that you can use is always read out loud. Yep. And, and if you, for some reason, don't have – a family member, somebody that you can go to for that. There are so many organizations within the community that are there at no cost to help out job seekers with exact things like this that would gladly take the time to sit with you and look over or even maybe sit down with you and help you fill out a resume or a questionnaire or something like that. So if you feel like, well, I don't have anybody, you do. Just go to your (laughs) community or organizations because there's a lot out there. All right. So let's say that they filled out their pre-screening questionnaires like a rock star. (laughs) That was the first step. And now they have an in-person interview. Azure, you found an article that dives into soft skills. Yeah. So basically it it touched on um, how your soft skills can make or break if you get the job. I mean, if you have somebody that um, just doesn't have that natural tact to do those things, it could really hurt you in an interview or make you look like you're not a perfect fit for the organization. So um, I guess I just wanted to talk today about just those soft skills and what they are and um, how you can kind of portray them that you, you know, you, you, you have them. 
So I, when I read the article, I, I, I sort of resonated with it because there are a lot of times when you're interviewing a person or maybe you bring them in, they look great on paper. Great on paper. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And then you bring them in and you're like, wow, not the right fit. Mm-hmm. But it's a slippery slope because you don't – I mean, how do you articulate why well, just didn't think that they would be the right fit culturally-wise? You know, maybe right. they just – you just – you could tell from the vibe that they weren't going to get involved. And that's, you know, that's a tricky thing because you're sort of going into, um, you know, territory that you could be found to be, you know, maybe yeah, doing yeah. something you shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah. But I always think like with um, with people, you still need to be true to yourself. Right. Um, you know, don't uh, act like you're going to fit in on, you know, if it's some organization that is like – totally progressive and you're more conservative in nature, I think you still have to be careful because if you do get the job, it may not be a a comfortable fit then. Right. And you're trying to then fit into a place that kind of goes against your your vibe. Mm -hmm. So and and I think um, what a good thing to maybe keep in mind is we're not necessarily don't focus on, you know, being fake, like to your point, Lynn. Um, but if you know that you aren't a very positive person or you have, um, you're, you're married, maybe a, a major introvert, um, there's things that you can do. And I have very close friends and family members that are introverts, but they wanted to progress that skill in life um, to be a little bit more oh. extroverted and do things. So they put themselves in situations that they were uncomfortable in so that they would be forced to, um, you know, adapt those skills and do things. And, and it goes for the vice versa, too, you know, being able to work and have those communication skills um, for anybody and be able to just kind of um, have that attitude and talk to people and things like that. Like, that's not something I think that people need to do just for a interview or going to a job, but as a life skill. Oh, that's um, a good point. So you want, you know, like to, you don't want to be fake, but if you know that that's not your strong area, did you also know that that could be the reason why you didn't get the last three jobs you applied for or interviewed for? Um, so maybe now it's time to step out of the box, push your, put yourself in a situation to learn that soft skill, I guess is probably what I was trying to go with. I like that. And, and I do believe that even though obviously you're being yourself, you still need to be prepared for the interview, you can't just go in thinking, well, I'm just going to be myself and I'm just going to let it, you know, kind of let it fly. As much as we tell, you know, people to look up things about the company, know everything about them, know all of your skills, know what your experience is, but know yourself also personality wise. I think as you're kind of getting to that point, like understand that if this is a weakness of yours, maybe you got to work on that. Maybe you have to find a way to turn that into a positive. You know, it's, it's interesting because I interviewed here not that long ago and I had the pleasure of doing it with both Lynn and Jacqueline. <laughs> so, but you know, it, it goes through Which my Which I will compliment you. You did a nice job filling out your pre-screening questionnaire. Did I? Okay, good. Um, you checked all your spelling. But, <laughs> but I often, you know, I, again, I would class myself more as an introvert, but knowing going into that situation that I, and it's not that it's an act, but I, I am different in, in certain situations, but I knew going in, I, I have to portray a certain of what I might be on the radio side of things, because that was really what I was hired to do. So I understood that part of it. So really know that if your job is going to be dealing with people, you better show that you're able to deal with the individuals you're interviewing with. If it is more of a, a layback to yourself, you may not have to focus on that part, but you have to focus on the time management part. You have to focus on some of those other soft skills that uh, that will come out. Um, so just being prepared not only for the technical side, the technical questions you might get, but being prepared to be yourself in a way that's fitting to that organization is – 
you can't just go in there impromptu and think you're, you're going to nail it because it just does not work that way. Yeah. And, I, and if you're being yourself is really quirky and weird and that's wonderful and beautiful, <laughs> but maybe that's not the best time in the interview like to tell them your new plot for the newest movie that you think you should <laughs> write. Because <laughs> I'm just saying there's the, there's the extreme extroverts that feel yeah. like everybody should know everything that they're thinking and all their quirky ideas. Like that's also it's a balance. Yeah, that's also not really having a great soft skill. I was gonna say I, I did ask Lynn uh, about her last name because it shares the same last name as uh, my favorite baseball player. So I don't know if that was a good uh, strategy or not, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'll just ask it. Why not? It You're sitting here. It must have worked. So. <laughs> I guess I fooled you all. Okay. I think Lynn probably gets that question a lot, <laughs> but I didn't let it influence me actually. Yeah, you were it just like, fine. I don't know, ask, ask, yeah, you were, ask someone else. And now that you know Tim and his obsession with baseball, <laughs> probably makes more sense. <laughs> Getting back on track, work ethic and time management, we sort of mentioned, is also those soft right. skills. Time management is also really critical because there are a lot of people that go into an organization and they want to work at their own pace. Then there's mm. organizations that you go to and they're fast-paced. Yeah. Our organization is very fast-paced pace. There's things where we could be working on one project and we could totally switch gears and we're going to work on a new project today and we're going to finish it today. <laughs> and that's also another thing that mm-hmm. job seekers need to be aware of is the pace yeah. the pace in which they work. We've interviewed applicants before where, you know, they might be a great fit and then they get maybe in our sales department and they're slow as molasses. And oh, then you've got to pick yeah. up the pace. So, uh, time management is also definitely something that soft skills you know, play mm-hmm. into and that you need to be aware of. And I would also say is work ethic, too. Right? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I thought that one was an interesting work one, work ethic. I never thought of it as a soft skill. Well, yeah. And I think that it goes into you know, sort of the, the model that we live by is, you know, you work until you get the job done. I know a lot of employers share that philosophy. But, I mean, it does help. Obviously, you can always start a new project and go on. But, you know, like last night I was working on a report at 8 o'clock at night. But, you know, you just do it because you need to do it. Maybe you get off a line at 530 and go do dinner and jog or whatever it is that you need to do. But then you go on later and it's, you know, you've got to just keep moving and keep things in the pipeline. And that's another thing that employers look at. Mm -hmm. Are you a clock watcher? Are you coming in at eight and leaving at five and you're never online after hours? Mm -hmm. You know, so definitely keep that in mind, too. Right. I actually uh, am training today. Somebody new and. Um, I told him, I said, you know what? You hear the phrase over and over. Nobody likes an overachiever. I like overachievers. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, because and if you want to overachieve, I'm going to I'm going to be excited about it. You know, so there's you know, there's there's those people that want to put in that extra bit and aren't satisfied with the bare minimum. And that will fit culturally with some companies. And, you know, that that stands out. Yeah, absolutely. OK, so they've. Got their soft skills, right? They know how to sell their work ethic and time management. But let's talk about some of those common interview questions. Tim, you had one that comes up pretty regularly. Well, the idea of, uh, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And I think the reason it's a tough one is because, again, you're really forced to examine yourself. And I talked about with a lot of guests about the idea, especially the the thinking is in the Midwest, that it's, it's difficult to talk about 
your strengths because it sounds like you're kind of bragging and what do you focus on? And then on the flip side, I ask about a weakness. Like, well, what are, what are you trying to get at? Like, why would I tell you what I'm bad at? <laughs> but but the idea is obviously, okay, I know I need to work on this. I know what my plan is to work on this. But uh, I, was, I was curious to get all of your opinions on it. You know, obviously, Jacqueline Lynn also have the perspective of, you know, actually conducting the interviews. And Azure has her own perspectives as well. So I was just curious what do you focus on when somebody's talking about their strengths or what are you looking for when you're really curious about a weakness or what's kind of, what's your go-to in those situations? Because I, I, it's still a very tricky part. And I think the most difficult part for most people who are interviewing. I think that um, when, as, as a job seeker and, you know, like Lynn and Jacqueline will kind of be the, the testament to this, but um, is you hear, have your weakness always be, you know, part of your strength and mm-hmm. things like that. But I feel like there's such a thin line there of it sounding fake or not being a good answer. Like, well, my my weakness is that I care too much. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, come that's on. Not gonna, I'm a that's perfectionist. Not fly. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. A, like, that's that's not a good weakness. <laughs> to me, that's almost like a non-answer. Right. Yeah, well, right. a lot of times the employer will look at you and say, okay, give me another one. <laughs> Right. So, <laughs> so keep digging that hole or you better have a solid <laughs> So answer. I guess, you know, what would be, um, you know, the, the question that you would need to ask yourself is what really is something that you need to work on? Um, what is something, you know, for me, it, I might say, you know, I need to work on my organization. Like I, I do like to take on many tasks and I will be the first one to head up something that you need done or do something like that. But sometimes I will take on more than I can chew organization and I, I'm not organized enough to to be able to manage all that. And I know that, you know, so I know that that's something that I need to work on. So in order for me, what I've been doing lately, you know, is that, and give your examples of what you're doing. So and you guys have heard me say that as my example. You know that that's one of my things <laughs> I'm working on this year. But, um, you know, so that I, I mean, that would that be a good answer for you guys? Absolutely. I think it has to be tailored. You have to be honest. It definitely yes. has to be a weakness because we can see right through your transparency right. and we'll ask you for another one. And like Tim <laughs> said, either dig another hole or come up with something legitimate. <laughs> right. But then also, as we sort of touched on, talk about what you're doing to improve that skill. I will say this, though. If you're going, you know, you want to make sure that your weakness isn't a detriment to the job. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you are interviewing for a nursing position and you say (laughs) your weakness is lack of attention for detail, (laughs) that might cause some concern for the interviewer. I'm going for an accounting position. I'm really bad at math. (laughs) Right. Nobody told me there'd be math. So, you know, you want to make sure that it's, it's somewhat parallels. Uh, you know, things, maybe your soft skills or something like that, but you don't want it to be a detriment to to the job. What I like to do um, with people who um, I'm interviewing who have a job, I like to ask them on your last um, review that you had, hmm. what, what did they note as your area of improvement? Oh, that's a good one. Because usually, well... And I don't know if all managers are the same, but, you know, usually you you put um, an area of improvement, but you kind of make a you you flip it. You make it positive. You know, this is what you need to do to to improve on it. You know, it's not like it's a you're never going to be able to improve on it. So I always like to go back to the person and say, so what was on your last review and how are you working to improve what Mm -hmm. your you know, what your manager told you to work on? I think that's great advice for the the strengths portion of it too. It's always trying to get somebody else's point of view because I think it is yeah. difficult to 
at times, honestly, assess yourself. Because some of us are, are a lot harder on ourselves than other people would be. And some of us maybe think we're the greatest thing ever. And we just don't yeah. see things in the right perspective. So, I, Lynn, I think that's that's perfect. Just even if you're talking to a family member, I mean, what what do you think I do well? Like, honestly, what do I do well? And and use that. Because then I think you don't feel like you're really bragging necessarily because you're, you're thinking, okay, this person said that, this person said that, and portray it that way. I think yeah. it's a lot more comfortable than be like, well, I'm this and I do this really well. and, and oh, I'm fabulous. Yeah. That's a good it's, idea. And, yeah. I like that. And I think if you're honest with you, what your negatives are, um, as long as you're not going to the extreme, like exam- the examples that Jacqueline gave, um, that that also gives the employer, okay, this person's a great fit. We just might need to help them a little bit in this area. Um, so you're you're also making sure that you're not setting yourself up for failure by being like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. I'm, I'm amazing pretty much. But, you know, that also hurts me sometimes. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> we know that. Yeah. Well, and you're also demonstrating, too, that you're going to be open to the feedback that your new right. employer is, gonna, is going to offer you. Absolutely. Well, possibly. So, I mean, it's a soft skill. You're showing your humility right. and that you're willing <laughs> to learn more and take on more tests. And going back to last week's episode of arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, let's say that they're done interviewing and now they want to follow up. What's the proper etiquette? You know, I I don't really know what the answer is to this, but thank you notes. Yes or no? Yes. What do you think? You know, <laughs> and I, I'll admit, this still bothers me um, after so many years. I didn't know about thank you notes when I interviewed for my first job out of college, and I didn't do them. You know, and then once I started interviewing, I started getting thank you notes, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Where you know, mm-hmm. where did but I go wrong? But times change, things evolve. Uh, you know, always hard on yourself. I, I know, but I people didn't. were people were doing it back then. Oh. I just didn't know about it. There wasn't a resource like this. I was trying to make you feel good because <laughs> because the internet wasn't. No, then honestly, <laughs> the internet wasn't don't alive age yourself. back then. I well, okay, even not talking about that, there were the resources available. Um, when I applied for this position, I. I didn't send a thank you. I didn't either. I didn't know about him. Yep. I didn't know. Cause, yeah. But now that we are in the know, if you will, um, you know, Tim, did you send a thank you note? Uh, I did via email to both Lynn and Jacqueline. And, and honestly, and we've talked about this in different webinars and, and conversations we've had, you need to know what the time frame is because if they're looking to move fast and you send them, now granted, it should get there in a few days, but, and it'll stand out, like the physical thank you note will stand out. But I mean, if you have a just a well, short, concise, thought out email, I think most people... They're so busy. They just they'd rather see that. I mean, it's a good acknowledgement. Okay, you were paying attention, and then you store that away. Um, I mean, the thank you note physically does stand out, and that really does like, oh, that's nice. But I would just hate to to come in too late or get lost in the mail. I mean, email seems a lot just easier and quicker, and and that would be my suggestion. But know, know your employer. Yeah, email to me employer. is fine because yeah, yeah it's like quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I recently interviewed, and I I think I got two. Um, mm-hmm. Via the U.S. mail. But, you know, it was interesting that the the thing that really kind of hit home was we interviewed four people and I think I got three thank you notes, mm-hmm. you know, so, so who didn't look you at know, right. which but, one of these doesn't belong, you know, and again, <laughs> I don't. I don't personally, right. you know, use that as a checkoff box. But, but let's say but it's other really people clo- may. If right. it's really yeah. close. I mean, right. if oh, I just can't decide. I mean, that may seem like a, 
a stupid reason to make that decision, but it does show something. It shows how much yeah. somebody wanted the job, how much they pay attention to what and they I need think, to do. Yeah. You know? I think that's the main thing. It shows how much It's you not going to hurt you. Let's put it right. that way. It'll never hurt you. Absolutely. And I yeah. think, you know, sort of, Lynn, what you said, you don't use it as a yay or nay. Tim says, you know, but you might. It might. I know actually someone who does use it as a yay or nay. <laughs> See? So for those listeners out there yeah. who aren't sure if they should or shouldn't, I think going back to Tim's point, when you follow, when that interview is over, you ask what those next steps are and you find out how many days you have. If you can send a handwritten note, that's fine. Yep. I'm totally fine with emails. Yeah. I think it's just as efficient and if not, you know, safe, you can CC yourself on it and make sure that you got it too. Uh, I received a few uh, handwritten notes the other day and it was funny because uh, she wrote, she wrote, a thank you note on a just a regular size, like a smaller one. You know, you get those like yeah. a pack yeah. of 10. And then she typed it too. And then she folded it and put it in there. So it was an identical message. And I was thinking, you know, I could tell she like really wanted to let me know. But I was like, you know, w- one or the other would have been fine. Mm-hmm. So you don't also need to overdo it either. Right. Mm-hmm. So because it, it, it makes it seem like you're just a smidge unorganized. <laughs> Or maybe you're trying too hard. Or maybe, was this a mass message? Was I supposed to get So, you know, just if you're going to do the email, an email is nice. Tied into maybe the conversation, you know. It was great learning more about the position. Yep. And if you do a handwritten note, same thing. But you don't need to type it out and then fold it and put that in there as well. So, And if you uh, didn't catch um, the person that was interviewing you, like what their name was, if you didn't get their business card, you know, if you're in a room full of people and you don't know who's who, um, make sure to just circle back and ask for at the end, you know, could I get all your names? I yeah, don't think that's a bad business thing. Business cards, like you're saying. Yeah. And I, I actually just read an article recently that had said that not only is a follow-up thank you note to say thank you for the interview, but if let's say you don't get the job, um, sending an email, um, in this example that this that this person had used, um, the they had sent an email that had thanked them even though they went with somebody else and they let them know. Um, they sent an email, thanked them for their time, said thank you for considering me. Um, you know, if you ever have a position in the future, um, I, I'd hope that you'd consider me. That impressed the company so much that that person had such a good opportunity, like a good attitude about being declined. Yeah. Um, that when a new opportunity came up, they did call on that person. So, oh. wow. I mean, you know, take that step further. And if you don't get the job, don't take that as your, you know, yeah, don't your take end. it a personal slight against you. Right. Don't <laughs> because you never know. Like that maybe. I mean, we've probably all seen it where somebody gets hired and then, like you said, also, you know, somebody might just not work out shortly after for whatever reason. And now they're looking for somebody else. And if you had an attitude when they told you they didn't want to, they wanted to go <laughs> somebody else versus being polite and everything, they could still consider you. And actually, I actually had an experience where that exact thing happened, but on the negative end where I followed up and said, you know, thank you. However, we've decided to go with another candidate. And the person replied back, um, very nasty and rude. And all it did was confirm you made the right decision. That A, I made the right decision, and B, you were a ruse when you interviewed. Mm. So just done. (laughs) Well, there you have it, everyone. (laughs) Yes. A quad session all about applying, interviewing, and follow-up. We hope you found some valuable nuggets that you can apply to your job search or new career. 
And that does it for today. If you would like to suggest topics for discussion on the LGN Radio Quad, send us a message to LGN Radio at localjobnetwork.com and let us know your most difficult interview question. For Ajimahara, Tim Yuma, and Lynn Molitor, I'm Jacqueline Peterson. Thanks for listening. 